Welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball with your hosts, Ashley Rowley, Shelby Babcock, and Dr. Allie Dake. If you haven't done so, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB. Again, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Behind the Dish SB. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball. I am your co-host, former catcher for the Florida Gators, Ashley Rowley, along with my girls, former pitcher for the Arizona Wildcats, Shelby Babcock, and Dr. Allie, all things mental performance. She is our foundation uh, for all of our conversations. So welcome to today's episode. As promised, we are going to focus or continue our conversations on the game's mental performance series strategy. We have talked about uh, last week or the last episode, we talked about affirmations. Uh, episode before that, we talked about goal setting and really setting a strong why. Today, today we're going to focus on that mental game, pregame and in-game strategies and find your flow, right? As Dr. Ali talks about yes. it. Yeah. Are you impressed? Did you like that? I love All right. That. So... <laughs> Kick us off, Dr. Allie. Let's get into the conversation. We're loving this series. I know people are getting a lot of really, really good tools and tips awesome. from yeah. this series. So let's continue the conversation. What do you have for us today? Hi, ladies. So and gentlemen. excited. And gentlemen, I met you ladies on my screen and everybody oh, listening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I practiced not saying good morning. So I was like, hey, ladies. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um. Thank you. Yes. So we are going to talk about um, the mental power inside the game system today. And I say this every time when I'm like, oh, this is my favorite part or like goal setting. Oh, I love this part. Or I love the affirmations. I love all the parts. But this is probably with all honest and sincerity, my favorite, favorite part because it has a science behind it. Um, but it also is where I get to see the athletes really start to shine. Like when they get this and they learn how to truly let it go and ride that flow, it is absolutely beautiful. And that's when I, I am, I get teary eyed. I get excited. I get, um, I, I, it just brings me out. to life. I get what? You geek out. You can say it. I, I do. <laughs> it, like makes it, honestly, it drives me, it drives, when I see it happen, it drives me into the books and I disappear for a week because I get really, really excited and I just want to bring more and more and more and learn how to like make it simple because it is, it's not complicated, but to start to understand it, it is a process. And so, um, so here we go. <laughs> So first we started, with, Ashley said, we talked about goals and we were very, very intentional with the goal. And we set an offense and a defense goal. And we did that and we were really um, minimal with our goals specifically because our the goal of the system is to weed out other thoughts, to get clarity on what you're doing and to stay, um, to stay in that flow and to... Um, to stay very, very focused. And part of being coming focused and having that mental power is the ability to push everything away. And when we start to have too many things going on in our heads, too many plates spinning, too many thoughts in the game, it, it overwhelms us and it causes these emotions that we don't want. They're sabotaging emotions. So we had our offensive goal and our defensive goal. And we were very, very intentional and specific with those goals. Then we turned them into affirmation statements. And then we learned about, <clears throat> excuse me, the three R's, the routines, rituals, and reaffirmations. <clears throat> excuse me. Hold on. Jordan, you're going to have to clip that. 
<laughs> You're good. I was dying. I don't know what's in my throat. I'm sorry. You're good. No worries. You're good. Okay. <clears throat> Backing up now. So we learned about the three R's, the routines, rituals, and, re and reaffirming our statements. Those affirmation statements are going to become our 90-second transitional statements between our offensive play and our defensive play that are related to the goal that you set that you want to accomplish this season. So we're going to come back to that in just a minute. But before we dive into that and how we actually use it, we're going to go through the mental power and how we create it and what it is and give some examples of it on how we use it to and how we can use it to set goals and overcome. So a mental power is made up of emotions and your physical, your physical being, your physical body and your psychological um, brain. Like all of that comes together and psychologically and how you show up. And one of the easiest places to start thinking about this is within the three R's, the routines, the rituals, and the reaffirmations, because those are actually habits that we actually are doing, that we create. Our routine is a habit. And a, and a habit is where actually your brain is no longer thinking, but your body has taken over. So the greatest example I can give for those of us that drive is you're leaving your neighborhood and you know you need to turn left, but what do you do? You turn right because your body, the habit of always coming out of your neighborhood and going right has taken over and you get halfway down the street and you go, oh, wait, I'm supposed to go the other way and you have to turn around and you correct and you go and you go. So a routine, excuse me, a habit is where it's redundant thoughts that it becomes so redundant and so repetitive that they become the norm and your body is now just doing them habitually. It's kind of your subconscious. It is, exactly. It is absolutely taken over. And so we have habits that are what we call sabotaging habits. We have good habits, but then we have bad habits. And often when we get, when we don't like the word slump, right? Or, or when we're do when we get in a space, what happens is, is, Every emotion that you have is attached with an event and they're interlinked and they create a strong synapse inside of your brain to go kind of sciencey for a minute. They create a pathway, a communication pathway. So the easiest way that I can explain this is for those of you that don't know what I'm about to say, you're going to have to Google this, a Rolodex. Do you both remember what a Rolodex oh, is? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> There's a few younger ones that don't Google it, but it's this apparatus that had a wheel in the middle and it has, um, and we would put contact information because we didn't have smartphones and there were these little, um, little <laughs> files that you would stick Hard. down in there yeah. and you can alphabetize and organize everybody's contacts, right? And so, <laughs> and so when you, and when the good old days, the good old days, and when they got a new contact, you would fill out a new card. And if you were lazy like me, you would just staple it on the old one and stick it back in. Right. Cause then I had this running record of my friends. Well, our brain is like that. So you have an event and all of a sudden your brain turns into a Rolodex and it goes in there, goes and starts spinning until it finds that emotion or the trigger, whether it's the event or the emotion. Oh my gosh, and it's it pulls so out like the this movie card. Inside Out. Have you seen yes. the movie Inside Out? Yes. That's the oh, one. Yeah. That's a modern day Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, your body goes, oh, 
that's how I'm supposed to behave. That's how I'm supposed to have emotion. And so when you get in those scenarios, in those situations, your brain is like a Rolodex. So every time you have a situation in which you put um, the emotion is negative, it's going to take 21 positives of that same situation to undo that negative. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really important when we start, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about habits and how to change a habit. So when we have the same thought, it leads to the same choice, which then leads to the same behavior, which then re- leads to the same experience from the same emotion, and you have the same outcome every single time. And now your, be, your outcome, your experience, your behavior is now predicting your future. So if you're doing the same thing every single time, the outcome's the same. And now your past is predicting your future. So Ashley, let's start with you. <laughs> yes, you know exactly where I'm going. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Ashley would and has talked about being in the box up to that. And not having um, the the expectation she wanted, did not get the results she wanted, and and what would happen? Well, on your way to the dugout, what in, happened? In the box, it was it was. Or where is it? I'm sorry, I thought it was. Well, in, in the box, it was pressure, um, uh-huh. which you know my expectation. Then I would I would get really tight, I'd get really tense, I would try and just come out of my shoes and swing way too hard, choke in the bat, all the things, right? So whether you whether I struck out on a rise ball, happened quite a bit. Loved the rise ball, couldn't hit him well. Um, or I just, you know, I, I didn't produce the way I wanted to do. I would get really angry and frustrated and I go in the dugout and, um, that anger literally was like bubbling inside of me. It was like a flame inside of me and I didn't know how to control that. And so my outlet was then to, I had to take my batting gloves off and I would take them off very, very hard. And, uh, nine times out of 10, I'd rip them trying to get them off. Like I was so angry. Like you were just angry and you were just pulling and going. And I'm guessing when you went in the dugout, you weren't a cup of sunshine either. Maybe. No, don't give me a high five after that. It wasn't good. <laughs> no. And don't, and don't try to talk to her and don't try to, don't try to, um, patronize and say, it's okay. Next time you got it, babe. Yeah, next time. No. Like that, that just didn't work. Right. No, All it did is take you like this. It kept spiraling you down. Right. Then you had to turn around and go out and catch. Mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so now I'm guessing all of that emotion was there with you and it would come out and catch. And it probably, it, you know, for some, okay, now we've got it. You have to learn how to let go what just happened to come out and do the other, the other mm-hmm. side of the game, right? Um, when, when I was younger, I could, it was really hard to do that. Yeah. Um, in college, I learned how to separate, obviously, the offense from the defense. And when you put on the gear, you got to go into a different headspace and, and literally let it go or you're not going to play, right? Right. But what was really hard so I learned how to do that, but what was really hard was that moment between, let's call it a strikeout, and to the dugout, in the dugout, I didn't know how to let it go. My outlet for the frustration was that piece. Was that piece, right? Um, and expensive inside your emotional cup, like you personally, yeah. that was expensive for you emotionally, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was expensive every time you ripped gloves. You're- and it was expensive for the University of Florida softball program and batting glove purchase. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your parents and everybody. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's the kind, that's what I'm talking about. That habit 
that became a habit for you. Mm-hmm. And so when we want to talk about the mental game, we have to learn how to, that's what I'm talking about. We've got to learn to let it go, right? Well, how do I do that? That's what I've done every time. And so inside that process of learning to let it go, if we have to look at the behavior and because we know behaviors are attached to emotions that are attached to events. And so we would take that goal, okay, Ashley doesn't want to rip her gloves off anymore. So the goal is leaving gloves on, right? We got to turn that into a positive way to say it, right? Mm-hmm. I will remain calm. And I'm just going to make this up right now. I will remain calm. I will leave my gloves on and I will put my gloves in my bag, right? And so in the visualization, in that routine, in the rituals, and that practicing of that affirmation, you would practice that. You would do visualization, not of an at-bat, a bad at-bat, because we're, we would always want to practice a good at-bat, but the act of you, because the goal isn't the batting, it was behavior, the bad habit of ripping off the gloves. So you would practice visually walking back to the dugout calmly, saying, I'm calm, I'm leaving my gloves on. You would start to practice that and start to exchange the feeling of frustration and pressure and anger and all of those things with this calmness, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously we would dive in and really get that specific to you. But for this example, then you would say, I'm calm, I'm leaving my gloves on. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm laughing because I'm like, I'm seeing you in my mind in that moment. And it just makes me laugh. But the the, the point, the point of this that I'm really taking out of it is the self-talk is the words. The self-talk. Yeah. So, and, and to get real, like when I would come out in that moment, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm calm. Um, it was you effing suck. Mm-hmm. Or I mean that. that See, I told you, talk. I you never hit those balls. You always miss. You even said it when you started talking about it. The rise, yeah, but it was it was really it was the the you effing suck would in that mm-hmm. moment on my way back, and that's where like then that anger. So those words would then trigger more anger. And I mean, I told everyone I'm a hothead, right? Like I you, I have a lot of passion. I mean, you can see when I talk, I talk with my hands. My husband's like, "Hey, you should stop yelling when you talk," and I'm like, "I'm, I'm not yelling. I'm just really passionate." Um, but then (laughs) adrenaline, like, I'm just, that's how the good Lord wired me. Right. And so when the self-talk of you effing suck, then compounds that anger and that aggression and it, it, it bubbles and it bubbles and it bubbles. And then the outlet is the the ripping of the gloves off. Right. But you're absolutely right to, to learn how to not rip the gloves off. It was, you know, a lot of times if I feel myself going, I'm like, nope. No, we're not doing that. You're fine. Let's go. You're fine. Take them off. Set them down. Let's go. Right. And so you're talking to yourself. Right. But what, but what's really important in this is that your brain, this, this is the amazing part. Your brain doesn't know the difference between the reality and what's made up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So reality or made up, it doesn't know the difference. That's why (laughs) crazy people think they're sane because they don't understand the difference between what's really happening and what's not because the brain is so magnificently powerful, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a bad dream, have you ever had a bad dream and you've woken up and that emotion is there with you and Mm -hmm. like, take it. It takes you. That's because your brain thought that was real. And so that, that event, that bad dream now pushed into emotion, made a link right? And now your body's, now your body's reacting. Mm -hmm. And so that is exactly what happens in the game. You're in, you're physically in the space. It didn't have the outcome you wanted. 
right? And so now that triggers an emotion because last time this happened, I felt this way. I'm a dumb, I'm blah, 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 blah. I'm spiraling down. And now my behavior is ripping off these gloves. And the coach is like, oh, here it comes. Here we go, right? Yeah. Because they see yeah. it's, it's predictable. Your past now predicted your future. Mm -hmm. So in order to change that, you have to change the self-talk. And that's why I was saying those affirmation statements are so amazing. So in the space, for example, you would be saying, and, and this is, I'm, I'm saying it, I mean, you would spend more time than putting this together. I am calm. I'm like I should be in yoga. Right? Yeah. Yes. But you want to create, I want to create that sense of calmness because you right. already said it. It was like pressure and it was frustrating. It was not, not, not. Mm. Now, Shelby, you did the same in telling your stories um, in, in the pitching circle when you're mm -hmm. like, you were like you told, I think you had to only pitch these two pitches and you're like, okay, this is what I can control. And this is what yeah. I can do. Right. Well, and I, it's funny that <laughs> the way Ashley responded to things, I was actually like complete opposite. I would, um, if, if something didn't go my way, I would shut off. I would not show ah. any emotion. I would shut off completely. And I was actually told <laughs> actually coach Kendria was like, do you show any emotion? Like, do you, do you enjoy this game sometimes? Cause sometimes I was just like, I would just shut myself off completely if something wasn't going my way. And so it's funny because I actually had to start saying things out loud to myself. Yes. Um, if I just was trying to say it in my head, it just wasn't like, I had to talk to myself before yes. I could correct things. Um, and <clears throat> I know it's funny cause I, I kind of wish I would show some more aggression, would have shown some more aggression sometimes because I would just like shut it off. But careful what you wish being, for. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, have to right? remind. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, no, but in the circle, it, like I said in previous podcasts, is, um, you know, it got to be a faster game for me. And when I was playing club ball, I actually really appreciated being able to pitch and then go into hitting right away. When I got to college, I didn't hit anymore. So I was just pitcher. I was slowly pitcher. That's all I was thinking about. I didn't have anything to disconnect my brain from either thing. Right, right. So I had to go back to, like I said in previous podcasts is, Hey, I got to do me and what I have learned in my muscle memory and what I do and not try to get out of control. Um, I really had to come back to the, I am statements and trusting and keeping things simple. And, um, mine was hit that drop ball on the outside corner. I got this that, simple, yeah. straight to the point. Um, and that's what I had to come back to. So yeah, that was big for me. Well, you know, and you said something right there um, that, that actually just really resonated with me is you didn't have anything to separate from the hitting, right? Mm -hmm. From hitting, mm -hmm. I had my, my ability to separate what just happened was the fact that I had to now focus on catching a curveball that was going to break two and a half feet. And if I was still caught up on that at bat, there's no way I'm going to catch that curveball that's breaking that's two and a half feet, right? Yeah. So yeah. that was that was my ability to reset. Um, that was my safe space. I put the gear on, put the mask on, get behind the plate. And in that, you know, in that moment, luckily for me, like I could put a mask on and yes, and I could be by myself and breathe and kind of re, you know, collect myself, mm -hmm. but do so in those warm up pitches, right? Yeah. That was yep. Honestly, yep. obviously what would help calm me down in those moments, and then I'd get a throwdown. And I'd get to go all out and explode on that throw. And then I could kind of reset and I'd feel a lot better. But you were, but you were also waiting for that emotional, you were waiting for that emotion to catch up with you. <clears throat> and, and 
And you were talking yourself into it as you were coming out, I'm guessing like, okay, I got, I got my mask on. And, and as a catcher, how lucky in some ways that you actually got to put on armor because you literally got to change. Well, and that, you know, physical catching, almost. catching was all, you know, we talk about confidence and I, I was always hundred percent confident in my catching. Nobody, awesome. you know, in my mind, nobody was better. That was my safe space. I put on the gear and I was, I was Iron Man. Right, I was Superman. Whatever, whatever. And so that brought that right? that brought that emotion to you. That's that, that mm -hmm. confidence, right? Yep. And yep. so that that is an emotion. That self confidence was attached to that to that. And so that was that probably was an easy transition, or not yeah. easy, but an easier transition. For it, you. it helps. It helps. It helps you. It helps yep. you having that transition. Mm -hmm. So for our our players that are in the situation and they're um, like, well, how do I do it? Like how do I, how do I start to make this transition? How do I start to break these habits? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the best <laughs> ways to do that is to start writing everything down. And when I start asking girls to journal, sometimes they're like, oh, like, mm. like no, they all think it's like the worst thing ever when it's so helpful. It really so is. This, the science behind journaling, when they looked at people over the course of their life who just journaled because they were writers and that's how they, that's how they, that's just what their outlet was. They found that those people actually had more insight into their life and were able to actually handle, um, and they were a little bit more agile in things that happened to them. And they were a little bit more um, in a flow state of life, if you will, um, because when you journal, A, you release it out of your mind, it's gone. You've written it down and it's kind of, you kind of release your brain of having to hold it. And the other thing is that you can retrospect. You can go back and read it and take the lessons from it. So I always ask the players to start with journaling and you journal the action the, and the behavior and the feelings. So I did, I had an at-bat the result of the at-bat and how I felt, right? And it doesn't even have to be this big, long, beautiful story. It's literally those sentences, right? And then you move into the next, into the next thing. And you you start to keep track, a written record, okay, of the, of the what you did, the behavior and the emotion, because then we can go back, you can go back and you can start to say, oh, every time I felt this, I did this. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not, is that sabotaging or is that beneficial, right? If it's sabotaging you, then we want to change that into a, something that's beneficial because, and then what we want to do from that, and that's kind of going back and um, goal setting a little bit is that we look at it. We want to elevate that emotion to a positive emotion. So how can we switch that? Right. And that's where the visualization rehearsal, like closing and practicing, like we had T-Mac talking about the blades of grass. We had John talking about um, closing his eyes. You could see everything in the, in the field. Um, I mean, I did it in my dissertation. I had to literally, knowing I was going up against the panel to defend and people were going to come back at me and asking me questions. I had to literally mentally rehearse what I was going to say and what I was going to do because it's a, a performance, right? Mm -hmm. So it is such a practice. And that is where you can do that when you start to see, and you can start to change because our brain, again, doesn't know the difference between reality or made up. And so we want to give it the new emotion and the new, the new mental to practice. <clears throat> and then you can start to change that behavior. <clears throat> But it takes time. I know I say this every time, but yeah. it takes time. I still have my girls like, well, I tried it and it didn't work. Okay, yeah. well, 
keep going. It's, it's not just a one and done thing, just like everything Instant in life gratification. <laughs> and yeah. stick with it. Yes. Yes. Well, and in confidence building, we talk about, you know, I, I use the analogy of a light switch. You don't just turn it on and off. Mm-hmm. It's a process throughout your lifetime. Yes. I mean, a good, a good friend of mine, <clears throat> she played, she played uh, soccer growing up, very successful accountant. And, you know, we have, our kids are the same age and we have a lot of conversations and, and we were talking about some confidence building stuff. And she said, when do you feel like you found true confidence in life as a woman? And I said, hmm, I don't know, two years ago, uh-huh. 30, I'm 38 years old, mm-hmm. right? True confidence in life, not just the game, in life, because these are skills that will last you a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And their skills yep. not only applicable to softball, but their skills that will set you up for success both on and off the field. You talked about defending your um, your dissertation in front of a panel, right? Well, what yeah. about a job interview? Yeah. Right? Same what about thing. you have a presentation at work? Mm-hmm. Right? What about mm-hmm. you're starting, you know, you're having a startup and you have to go to a bank and tell them what you're trying to do. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to have these skills, that self-talk. And you talk about a feeling and something that just triggered me was body language. Body language for me, one, it creates, if, if, I, if I stand tall shoulders back, it creates a confident feeling in me. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure of what I'm doing. Yeah, right? there's science behind that, yeah. Yeah, and then, okay, well, let's put it on the field. Okay, so catchers, if you have a bat at bat, you strike out and you come back and you're quiet, and your posture is slumped over, right? Yeah. And your actions are short. What is that communicating to your pitcher? What is that communicating mm-hmm. to your, your teammates? They feel mm-hmm. that they're feeding off that energy. But if I come out after that at bat and I fake it till I make it and I'm standing tall and I'm loud, hey, here we go, shout me and you right here, right? And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm clean and I'm crisp with my movements, getting the ball back to the pitcher and I'm hustling. Now they're feeding off that. It's making me feel a lot better, number one, right? That emotion kind of behind that body language and talking out loud. I'll tell, I'll tell my athletes all the time, especially catchers. Let's say you just, you know, you went to pick somebody off at first and you launched it into right field. Okay, well, first of all, nobody died. So throw the ball again. That's how you get better. Yeah. But mm-hmm. two, don't get caught up in that error. Come back out and talk. Hey, we're good. We're good. We got two down. We got two down. Here we go. Plays it four, whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. verbalizing is that distraction and it helps you reset. Yep. But yep. if you're quiet, like Shelby gets, guess what? You're spiraling down inside. Well, your- <laughs> but it also, mm-hmm. the verbal, what we've been talking about, that verbalization also sets, starts to set mental pictures. Mm-hmm. And so by saying that we're good, we're good. Come back. Here comes another, right? Or girls in the, out, in the outfield, when they've missed a ball, I'm like, you, you, you start saying it's okay. Another ball's coming. Another ball's coming. Another one's coming, right? You, you start to get into that process of learning to let it go and speaking mm-hmm. out loud actually creates yep. a mental picture inside where you can start. to. Well, and that's what I, yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. what I was telling you is like, I had to actually start like speaking and exactly what you just said, Ashley pitching. If I had something hap- or air behind me or I hit someone hit a bomb off me or something like I had to turn around and just start talking. I mean, one of my biggest supporters was my center fielder. I immediately just turned around to her and I pointed at her and started talking to her. And it was like a reset for me Mm -hmm. every single time. So shout out to Alex, by the way, if she's listening to this, but um, yeah, (laughs) big time. Yeah. So hitters, we know that if we have a to-do list in our mind and you're in the box, you're in trouble. Right. So how do we shut that down? And it's really, really hard 
to shut that down. You can't just stop thinking, right? So no, I'll tell them, I'll say, all right, I want you to get back out of the box. And all I want you to do, it is like when John was talking about, I hunt fastballs, I hunt fastballs, right? Tell yourself, see it, see it, see it. Say it out loud, see the ball or attack the ball. Whatever your trigger is, whatever that focus is, see it, see it. When you say it out loud, your brain mm -hmm. can't go through your to-do list silently because you have to talk. So it's shutting down those tabs behind the scenes when you're there, see it and get in the box and say, see it. I don't right. care how silly you feel or if that catcher's so, like, what are you yeah. doing? I, and so for hitting, we talk about being in the hole, right? So that that process actually starts when you're in the hole, in the oh, data, yeah. right? I, and I'm going to use a really simple, really simple example. I, I hit a solid hit. I have a solid hit. I get a solid hit, right? I'm just going to use that for this example. That starts in the hole. That is what you're thinking. As soon as that helmet comes on, you start that affirmation because that's the one goal that you have. That's the only thing you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. You already, mm -hmm. your body has already, if you've been doing your practicing, your body already knows the mechanics. It's already got the mm -hmm. habit, all right? The mechanics are there. Maybe they're not perfect, but that's, you're focusing on your goal mm -hmm. so that you can leave everything everything else inside the system in your body to work. Mm -hmm. Then you come out yep. on deck. You're going to time up a couple pitches, but mm -hmm. I hit solid. I hit solid. I yep. hit solid right center. Whatever that is, that's all you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. Not focusing on the, you've already had practice. Practice is yep. what practice is for. You practice yep. hard so you can play to win, right? Yep. Now you're on deck and I hit solid. I hit solid. When you get in the box, that's all you're thinking. Whatever yeah. that goal yeah. is. And when you are saying that out loud to yourself, I hit solid, I hit solid. Sometimes you feel a little embarrassed to be saying, who cares? I don't give a rip. Guess it. what? You get in the box and you're going to crush a line drive back. I don't care what anybody thinks. I care about the that emotion. <laughs> I care about the emotion that you are creating because we have that yeah. emotion tied to an experience. And we need a positive experience so that an emotion now replaces that negative experience. Mm -hmm. I yeah. hit solid. But That's when we get all the you're emotion, thinking about. When we get the emotion of pressure, anxiety, nerves, the to-do lists start we get really tight, right? So there's a ripple effect of all of that. Yeah. So how do we, you know, you're getting ready to get in the box or let's say, let's say you took a strike. Okay. <clears throat> you took a strike. You look over to third base and third base coaches, please be aware of your body language, but your coach is like slumping his shoulders or her shoulders and shaking their head or like, why didn't you attack that? Right. So that just elicited an emotion in you that went, Oh crap. So now we're tight. We have a to-do list. I got to do this. I got to do this or don't strike out whatever it is. No, 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 no. You can't just turn it off no. without doing something about it. You have it. to come mm -hmm. back to that affirmation statement that's yes. all at hand. You have yeah. to. You yeah. have to. Mm -hmm. Because what happens, anything, when you get in the process of journaling this down, writing and seeing the emotions that are coming up, you're, you become cognizant. You become mm -hmm. very, very aware when, when you have that one thing that you're saying Anything else that tries to come in, negative or positive, you mm -hmm. literally can push it away. I, I do this as a general practice. I get something that, I, that I'm so aware that it's, a, it's not beneficial for me. I literally just push it away mm -hmm. and it's gone, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to have that one thing that you're focused on so that nothing else can creep into it. It and makes so, a wall and a protector around it. Absolutely. And so here's an example for hitters. I just want to give you this example, kind of a takeaway um, let's say I'm just going to use Montana Fouts last year in the college world series. Her rise ball was sick. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it was darn near unhittable. Right. And how many mm-hmm. people were swinging at that rise ball? How many K's did she have in that perfect game? So, and a lot of us will do this. And I know I did or coaches, your verbiage don't swing at the rise ball. Okay. Well, we talked about in previous episodes, when you use a contraction, the don'ts, all your body hears, your brain hears is what's after that. So you're going to see that rise ball and you're going to come out of your shoes. You're going to swing at it. So instead of don't swing at a rise ball, tell yourself what you're going to do. See the ball down, see the ball down, see the ball down in the zone. I'm looking down in the zone. I'm looking down in the zone. Right. And that's that affirmation. If you're in the hole, you've got a rise ball pitcher that's getting everybody out on a rise ball. I'm looking down in the zone, see the ball down, see the ball down, see the ball down. You're in the on-deck circle, getting your timing, see it down, see it down. You're in the box, looking down in the zone, look down in the zone, look down in the zone, right? And so that's what you're telling yourself to do instead of the whole don't swing at the rise ball. Because trust me, I've Mm -hmm. been there, y'all. That doesn't work. Doesn't work. (laughs) You're again, coming back to your mind doesn't know the reality from made up. So if you're telling it what to do, you have now taken back that control over your brain. Mm-hmm. You have taken away the bad habit, the, un, the sabotaging habit, the mm-hmm. bad habit that's not going to be productive. And you are taking control over it and creating a new habit of what to do. And that's why when yeah. we talked about goals in the first episode, your yes. language is so important. I don't care I don't. what you don't want to do. Don't I mean, care. I'll ask my kids, what's your goal? Don't do this. I don't really care what you're going to do. What's the opposite of that? What are you going to do? To do, yeah, right. Yep. Right. To do. So instead of catchers, uh, I'm not going to let a ball get by me. I okay, cool. Tell me what you're going to do. I'm going to get my glove down. Get my glove down. Get my glove down. Thank you. That's something you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's why keeping it simple. Like, what is it? What is? And we're going to really talk about this in the E next week. We're going to do um, evaluations and stress free together next week because they go they go so hand in hand. And honestly, in this system, we really start with an evaluation. We start to look back to see what we need to work on. Mm-hmm. But, um, and that's what is so key and vital in how we do that um, so that we don't spiral down, blah, blah, blah. We're going to talk about that next week. But that taking that evaluation and creating that goal and then bringing it through and staying focused on the one goal. Just too many times, there's too many goals, too many things I have to be working on. And I always say, if you are practicing hard, and you're playing to win and you're having fun, then then all of that is coming together and you just stay in that one goal that you need for that one, all the offense and defense until you've had some success and you've learned how to consciously push everything else away. We just start with that one. So I just really encourage everybody to find the one thing that they need to work on and bring it through this process. So remember to journal it, write down the behavior, write down what you do and how you're responding and how you felt and start to keep track of that. and start to look at the patterns and recognizing if you need help with it, if you have some and you want to um, email us, you can email us at our, yeah. our website and um, social media, reach out. I will be more than happy to, to look at you and help you find that and shape it. Um, yeah. It's, this is, like I said, this is the best part because this is where you actually get to see the success start to happen. Yeah. And for parents and coaches, I mean, we talk about the athletes setting one goal and focusing on that. I, I want to, to warn you, which is not a really good word, but that's all I got right now. Advice. Of overcoaching. And I see this so much in hitting. And I'm, ha- I'm having a lot of my hitters come back from team practice with this too. Even though you may see, let's say, four things in their swing, you cannot 
on one swing. Fix all of them at once. Don't drop your hands. And the next swing, hey, you're doing this with your feet. And the next swing, Mm -hmm. hey, make sure that you're balanced. You you cannot do that because that is derailing them. And that's over coaching. Yeah, it may exist, you guys, but we got to walk before. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, we got to crawl before we can walk, right? So let's focus on the one thing. Once they get Mm -hmm. consistent with that, all right, now we're going to address the second thing that we know is happening in their swing, but you, well, that's when you say Ash about the goals too, right? Yeah. You have one goal when you come into your lesson and that's what one goal, on. that's but, it. but one coaches goal. and parents, like, and I'm seeing this so much. It, they'll mm-hmm. one swing. Okay. You're doing this or this one. Oh, you dropped your hands. Don't drop your you, stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want your athlete to be successful. Then stop creating a train wreck in their mind. By mm-hmm. giving them way too many things. And you know what? Not every coaching session coaches, do you have to find something that they're doing wrong? Reinforce mm-hmm. what they should do, right? Mm-hmm. Reinforce what they should do. And let and yep. often, often open-ended questions for coaching, open-ended questions. Hey, how did that feel? Did it feel right? Mm-hmm. Like let them <laughs> give you that feedback. Mm-hmm. And they 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 generally will know. Oh, I yeah. didn't, I did this. I did this. Okay. How are you going to correct it? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What's your adjustment on this thing? Well, yeah. that one feel right. What's and, then, and then players, um, you can take that. If that's something that's consistently coming up. All right. That's my goal. I am going to, I'm going to set that as my goal. It's my new affirmation. I'm going to use it as my transition offensive or defensively yeah. and, um, and move right through that. It's fine. I have a funny story. So I had one of my uh, girls, she got to coach me the other night. So I was, I was the pitcher and she was coaching me. And so she, she was totally just acting like me. And she's like, so how'd you feel after that pitch? So what'd you feel after that pitch? I was like, yeah, you're right. I am asking you those questions because I want to know how you feel. I'm not going to yes. be here with you all the time. You got to be able to fix it on your own. It was just funny. Cause I, I asked that probably 20 times a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, so what'd you feel on it? And then we kind of, you know, analyze it and kind of go through there. But I'm like, okay, so what do you feel on that one? Yep. Right. It's all right. about body awareness and being able to feel what you're doing too. So and, and answer I just, it was funny that you said that because. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be able to learn what you're doing. So when you're not yeah. standing, when you're not with Shelby, when you're not in my cage, when you're not with your coaches in a, in a private one-on-one, you have to mm-hmm. know your motion. You have to know your swing. You have to understand mm-hmm. how it works. So if you have some that don't feel right, You've got to be able to go back and say, what's my adjustments? What am I focusing? What do I know I'm supposed to supposed to do right now? And mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on that when I don't feel good. So yeah, it could be annoying because I do the same thing. How did you, how'd you yeah. feel? What'd you feel on that thing? What'd you feel on that? <laughs> and sometimes, they look, uh... sometimes they look at me like, cra- like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, really. And my, when I get a new student, it's the best. Uh-huh. Cause I'll be like, so what'd you feel on that? And she goes, uh, I don't know. I was like, well, think harder. Mm-hmm. Think harder. What'd you feel? What did you do it? That's the physical, how did like physically did it feel? How emotionally did it feel? And how is it affecting mm-hmm. the psychological, right? That, that mm-hmm. right there is that brain power and being yeah, able to huge. that adjustment. Is and that's you know, for my athletes, one way to just if set me off inside and I'm, this is my emotional intelligence work that I've done and I haven't exploded is when I say, how'd that feel? I don't know. You don't know how that felt. You really, yeah, you don't exactly. know. Mm-hmm. Come on, do over yep. okay, again. No, yep. I well, and, and I have a practice. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I have thing. a practice, and it's same thing with my with my new athletes. When I'm like, "Well, how are you?" I do a check. How are you? Good. Mm, nope. I need at Any least more. twenty syllables yep. and twenty like like. You need a complete yep. sentence. Right? And yes, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Good doesn't cut because okay. 
that's very subjective and we can go back to words because I get really picky about yeah. them, right? But that is why it is important to really, if yeah. you're truly in tune with what you're doing and you're pushing away other things, that emotion, that physical and the psychological is all comes together. Yep. And, and it, yeah. it's beautiful. And you, and that's what creates you, the flow. Yeah. And you being able to talk about it out loud is so awesome because you become more confident in yourself when you're able to say it out loud yourself and you're able to have those conversations about how you're feeling and what you're doing Mm -hmm. is huge. And that's exactly what I had to do on the, on the field. I had to start talking to my teammates more. I had to talk to my coaches. I mean, my, um, my escape from, if I had a bad inning, I would go back in the back of the dugout. And so instead of shutting myself off, I went and talked to my trainer, Bruce. I was like, all right, Bruce, let's talk. Let's just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with softball. I just want to have a conversation. That was kind of my, yeah. So I was kind of like, Hey, yeah, this yeah, we're, we're, we're derailing a little bit away from the game, but yeah. you know, <laughs> I know. Our, our whole goal is to have conversations with a greater purpose, right? And, and this mm-hmm. is, yes, we have just given you a lot of tools for in-game work, but when we talk about just talking about things, it's so important off the field. I don't care if you're an athlete, if you're a mom and your dad, right? Talking to people and finding that support system so you can, it helps. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. personal story yeah. here, um, before we had our first kiddo, we were actually diagnosed infer- infertile because my first mis we had we had two miscarriages before we got our first one, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first time I had a miscarriage, it was devastating. And I, who who knows? You don't know how to deal with that, right? And so mm-hmm. I bottled it up, didn't really tell anybody about it. And then somebody, a friend of mine, had one, and we started talking about it. And oh my gosh, the weight that was lifted just by talking about it, getting it out, and being like okay, I'm normal. This happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. People. I'm not the only mm-hmm. one that's ever happened to. And so that's mm-hmm. just a, a real life example. But when you're going through hard stuff, find your people and talk, get it out. Don't bottle yep. it up. It does not help. Yep. It does not help. Yep. Yeah. Well, we have hit our time limit today. For sure. <laughs> we just love to talk. We ever have one. <laughs> I know. Right. Right. Um, but so um, super exciting episode today. I feel like I say that all the time, but I love it. And I Everyone. geek out on it as well. Um, but super fun stuff today. You guys can find us on all podcast platforms. Um, I mean, we got Facebook, LinkedIn, Spotify, Insta, Twitter, and then our behind the dish, um, dot us. Did I say TikTok? No, oh, I didn't. I forgot the famous oh, TikTok. The TikTok. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then just, if you guys wouldn't mind hitting the share button likes, um, and My subscribing friends. to our plat- platforms, that would be awesome, guys, because uh, we we love hearing from you and hearing what we can do better and all of that fun stuff. So super exciting today and loved um, talking with you girls as always. Absolutely. And we will... Happy we will birthday, Shelby. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, have a great day, and um, we will talk to you guys shortly. Have a great day, Hi. everyone. Thank you for spending your time with us today. We appreciate the opportunity to get to share our experiences and knowledge with you. If you haven't had a chance yet, please hit that subscribe button so you can tune in on future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB for future episode information and guests. Make it a great day.